Current active strength is 930,000 men and women, and they're as representative of the general American population as you can get. Death rate in America is around 865 people per 100,000 population per year. And in the absence of sustained combat, soldiers don't die any faster or slower than regular people. On the whole, they're younger and fitter than the population at large, but they smoke more and drink more and eat worse and stress harder and do all kinds of dangerous things in training. So their life expectancy comes out about average. They die at the same speed as everyone else. Do the math with the death rate versus current strength, and you have 22 dead soldiers every single day of every single year. Accidents, suicides, heart disease, cancer, stroke, lung disease, liver failure, kidney failure. Like dead citizens in Detroit or Dallas. So I didn't need to go out. I'm a cop, not a mortician. The clock moved. The hand jumped and bounced and settled. Three minutes past midnight. The phone rang again. It was someone calling to wish me a happy new year. It was the sergeant in the office outside of mine. Happy New Year, she said to me. <laughs> you too, I said. You couldn't stand up and put your head in the door? Well, you couldn't put yours out the door? I was on the phone. Who was it? Nobody, I said. Just some grunt didn't make it to the new decade. You want coffee? Sure, I said. Why not? I put the phone down again. At that point, I'd been in more than six years, and army coffee was one of the things that made me happy to stay in. It was the best in the world, no question. So were the sergeants. This one was a mountain woman from North Georgia. I'd known her two days. She lived off post in a trailer park somewhere in the North Carolina Badlands. She had a baby son. She told me all about him. I'd heard nothing about a husband. She was all bone and sinew, and she was as hard as woodpecker lips. But she liked me. I could tell, because she brought me coffee. They don't like you. They don't bring you coffee. They knife you in the back instead. My door opened, and she came in, carrying two mugs, one for her and one for me. Happy New Year, I said again. She put the coffee down on my desk, both mugs. Will it be? she said. Don't see why not, I said. The Berlin Wall's halfway down. They showed it on the television. They were having a big party out there. Well, I'm glad someone was somewhere. Lots of people, big crowds, all singing and dancing. I didn't see the news. Well, this is all six hours ago, the time difference. They're probably still at it. They had sledgehammers. They're loud. Their half is a free city. We spent 45 years keeping it that way. Pretty soon we won't have an enemy anymore. I tried the coffee. Hot, black, the best in the world. We won, I said. Isn't that supposed to be a good thing? Not if you depend on Uncle Sam's paycheck. She was dressed like me in standard woodland camouflage battle dress uniform. Her sleeves were neatly rolled. Her MP brassard was exactly horizontal. I figured she had it safety pinned in back where nobody could see. Her boots were gleaming. You got any desert camos? I asked her. Never been to the desert, she said. They changed the pattern. 
They put big brown splotches on it. Five years research. Infantry guys are calling it chocolate chip. It's not a good pattern. They'll have to change it back. But it'll take them another five years to figure that out. So? If it takes them five years to revise a camo pattern, your kid'll be through college before they figure out force reduction, so don't worry about it. Okay, she said, not believing me. You think he's good for college? I never met him. She said nothing. The army hates change, I said, and we'll always have enemies. She said nothing. My phone rang again. She leaned forward and answered it for me, listened for about eleven seconds, and handed me the receiver. Colonel Garber, sir, she said. He's in D.C. She took her mug and left the room. Colonel Garber was ultimately my boss.